Heyo, and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Julia Dubois, and today you will see how one tale turns to many on the tail end. Well, hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning into the podcast today. I am really glad that you're here. Is it just me? Or has January lasted for an entire year? <laughs> I am really ready for February to come because <laughs> it feels like January has been very long. Uh, we've been dealing with sickness in our house and traveling, and it's just been crazy. So thank you for being patient with me with the podcast. I'm so glad that you're here and listening. And I would love it if you would share this podcast with your friends and family, whether that's on Instagram or Facebook or the Twitters or whatever. <laughs> Just share whatever you like about it, whichever episode you like. Share it with people you think would enjoy it, um, people who would like to write for the podcast. I have already had quite a few more downloads than I actually thought was going to happen. So thank you so much for supporting me and for listening. It's really fun to see a project like this take off. So Share it, share it, share it with everyone you know. Make them listen. And yeah, I'm really excited and grateful that you're here. Okay, let's get right to it. The prompt for this week was as follows. Anna and Dean were usually the nice couple. They always brought their sick neighbor's dinner, shoveled old man Howard's driveway, and never failed to chip generously. They were in most aspects kind and thoughtful, even more so when they were together, but once a month on game night, that all went out the window. When they showed up, they showed no mercy and took no prisoners. Their friends would be lying if they said it didn't make them uncomfortable. They even had a secret nickname for them. Anna and Dean, a.k.a. So that is the prompt for this writing. And we have two writings that are totally different. So the first one is from Katie Harris. She's one of my good friends who lives in St. George, Utah. And this is her story. Anna and Dean were usually the nice couple. They always brought their sick neighbors dinner, shoveled old man Howard's driveway, and never failed to tip generously. They were in most aspects kind and thoughtful, even more so when they were together. But once a month on game night, that all went out the window. When they showed up, they showed no mercy and took no prisoners. Their friends would be lying if they said it didn't make them uncomfortable. They even had a secret nickname. Anna and Dean, a.k.a. the Dream Team. More like the Demon Team in my eyes, but to each their own. My first game night with them was a memorable one. I remember thinking, they're good at this. I'm super competitive act. Then I thought, oh shoot, they're serious. We started with an easy game of Rolex, a reverse charades game. I sat on the edge of the old plaid fabric sofa, ready to guess what the group was acting out. Anna started directing the group to act out Row, Row, Row Your Boat by yanking them to the ground by their arms and forcing the fire stoker into their hands to use as a paddle. Poor Shannon still has a shoulder injury from that one. It seemed a little violent, but we kept on with it. The next card flipped, and Dean took charge, gesturing for Anna and Emily to each stand on each other's shoulders to act out Pyramid. It seemed a little unnecessary. I mean, a simple walk like an Egyptian dance and hands overhead forming a triangle would have been sufficient, but we kept on with it. When I struggled to guess pogo stick, Anna literally almost punched me in the face, so that was fun. 
I hate thinking about Settlers of Catan. People joke about how it is a game that crushes relationships, destroys families, and ruins Christmas, but it does more than that when playing with the Dream Team. We sat around the circular dining table as always to keep the playing ground fair so everyone can see the board just as well as the next person. The light from the overhead chandelier cast a glare on the board from my seat, so I asked if we could shift the board to the right. I don't think that will help you any, Nicole. Remember last time? Anna snarked. I rolled my eyes and didn't respond. Last month, I had nine victory points for almost a half hour. Dean stole the largest army and won the game without it even being on my radar. Yes, pretty embarrassing for a Catan veteran. Every time I asked someone to trade for a resource and would be quick to comment, For what? That scarf or earrings or lipstick you're wearing? Um, no. I finally made a huge move in the game, blocking Dean from getting the longest road and making it so he had no further moves, and he mumbled under his breath, You would. Just like you block your parents out of your life. Deep sigh of frustration. Dean doesn't know the real reason I don't see my parents very often. My husband and I chose not to engage with my parents regularly after they didn't show up to the hospital when our son almost died in childbirth. Something truly died inside of each of us after that difficult time, but the Dream Team doesn't know that. But Dean knows that was a low blow nonetheless. It has probably been a year since we played that game, and I want to scream like my two-year-old son throwing a huge tantrum when I think about it. Oh man, my stomach drops to the floor and slides out to the nearest exit like a dying fish when I see them walk through the entryway for our semi-beloved couples game night on the last Thursday of each month. Okay, what I want to know is, is there a real Anna and Dean out there and are they (laughs) as ruthless as that? Because that does not sound fun. Um, I have played in some intense couples like game nights though. And I have to say, there are some people who can get pretty uh, intense about games. Um, I'm sure some of people listening to this I've played games with, <laughs> they're like, is she talking about me? But um, yeah, there, there are some some people I play games with that are just, I just really like to win. So anyway, thank you so much, Katie, for writing that. Katie is a really, really good friend of mine. And she does, in fact, have a two-year-old Um, who I'm assuming can throw really great tantrums, like my two-year-old. So anyway, thank you so much for writing that. You are awesome. Okay, our next tale end comes from, drumroll please, yours truly. And it is titled, The Baby Moon. Anna and Dean were usually the nice couple. They always brought their sick neighbor's dinner, shoveled old man Howard's driveway, and never failed to tip generously. They were in most aspects kind and thoughtful, even more so when they were together. But once a month on game night, that all went out the window. When they showed up, they showed no mercy and took no prisoners. Their friends would be lying if they said it didn't make them uncomfortable. They even had a secret nickname for them, Anna and Dean, a.k.a. the Twisted Devils. Luckily this month, Hal and Thomas were going to miss game night because they were headed to Cabo San Lucas for a nice week of respite and relaxation. Lucky to be heading to Cabo San Lucas, but also really lucky to not have to sit around a table with three other couples, silently wishing they could uninvite the twisted devils from their lovely night of being together. Although, Anna would have to take a break from game night soon, and hopefully Dean would as well, seeing as they would be welcoming a bouncing baby boy into their lives. 
but knowing them, that wouldn't stop them from making it to game night. Maybe they could schedule it for the baby's due date? Hmm, food for thought. Making their way through security, they snatched up their carry-ons and intertwined their fingers as they wandered toward their gate. They had a bit of time before the plane would begin boarding, so they decided to explore for a bit. Hey love, I'm going to head into this shop and see if I can find any reasonably priced headphones. Watch my luggage for me? Hal asked as she pecked Thomas on the cheek. Thomas smiled at her. Sure thing. I'll go grab a coffee down the way while you're looking. Want anything? I'm good. See you in a bit, Hal responded and blew him a kiss. Turning, she walked into the airport gift shop, packed with souvenirs and other junk that no traveler really needed. She noticed the magazines at the far end of the store and started to make her way over to them when she heard a familiar voice come from behind the neck pillow display in front of her. Honey, I know you're sad about missing out, but we can think of a fun game to play while we're on our trip. Plus, there's always next month, the voice said. No, 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 Hal thought as she quickly picked up a Bon Voyage t-shirt and hid behind it. They can't be here. Not now. Not right now. We were supposed to be able to get a break from them. Could that voice really be who I think it is? Hal peeked out from behind the overpriced airport t-shirt to see that it was exactly who she thought it would be, Anna and Dean. Realizing that she was standing right in the center of the aisle, she shuffled her way to the side of the room, still holding the shirt as she tried to overhear their conversation. Something about a baby moon, whatever that was. Hal wasn't even sure you were supposed to travel when you were that pregnant. She started to realize that their voices were getting louder and she cringed knowing that they were close. Excuse me, can I get behind you? Dean asked politely. Hal knew he was addressing her, and she had shuffled her way in front of the corn nuts, Anna's favorite snack food. Rookie mistake. Hal lowered the hostage t-shirt and put on a great big smile as she said, Dean! Anna! I didn't know I would be running into you today. What are you guys doing here? Dean and Anna exchanged shocked expressions, and Anna pulled a reluctant Hal in for a big hug with her big belly. I decided to Google last-minute flights last night and found us two tickets to vacay for cheap. Isn't that awesome? So we decided to come on a last-minute trip before the baby comes. I can't believe you're here. Where are you headed off to? Hal's head was spinning. Anna and Dean were so nice but so not nice, and she really needed to just get away from them and find Thomas. We are headed out for a nice little vacay as well. I should actually go and find Thomas so that we can make it to our gate. I think we're boarding soon, but I hope you two have a lovely time. And, oh, here. She grabbed two bags of corn nuts off of the shelf and handed them to Anna. See ya. Have a great trip. Hal headed back out to find Thomas, her feet moving as fast as they could reasonably go without looking like she was literally running away from the twisted devils. Not too far in front of her, she spotted Dean sitting at the gate. He smiled and waved as she approached, but his face looked concerned as he studied her more carefully. Everything okay? he asked. Mm hmm. Well, you'll never guess who I just ran into, Hal began to explain, but was interrupted. Hey, Hal, you forgot your shirt, Dean called from behind her. Both Hal and Thomas's eyes widened as they shifted to look at the approaching couple. 
Thomas stood and shook Dean's hand. I didn't want you to forget your, uh, bon voyage shirt in your hurry, Hal. It will look so darling on you, Anna chimed in. Oh, uh, thanks. I didn't, I wasn't, you know what? Thank you. Hal took the shirt from Dean and tossed it onto the seat beside her. What were you buying that for anyway? Anna asked. Oh, um, just wanting a nice screen printed tee for Cabo. Cabo San Lucas? Uh, yeah, Cabo San Lucas. Babe, do you know what this means? Thomas and Hal weren't quite sure they understood what exactly was going on at this point. And Thomas said, wait, what are you talking about? Is everything okay? Everything is better than okay. Anna was nearly bursting with excitement now. And Hal could see that she was really thrilled about something. Dean was so upset about missing game night this month when I booked this trip last minute. He really likes game night, you know. But now we have someone we can have game night with even when we aren't at a home. Oh, isn't that just great, you guys? A pit settled in Hal's stomach. So that means... Yes, we are headed to Cabo San Lucas, too, Dean chimed in, shaking his fists in the air wildly. These two, man. Just then, the flight attendant began announcing boarding for the flight. A-list passengers, those with children or special needs, please make your way to the front. I guess that's us, Anna joked as she patted her belly. Dean put his arm around her, guiding her to the plane. Come on, baby. We'll see you two in Cabo, eh? Let the games begin. Okay, if that really happened to you in real life, if you've run into someone out and about that you were super not expecting to run into, I would love to hear about it. I don't think I've ever had that happen. So if you've ever had that happen, you know, you should just hop on Podbean and leave a comment so that we can all enjoy your awkward story. Oh man, yeah, that would be really, really terribly awkward. And I would totally act just like Hal did. Because <laughs> I think I wrote that a little bit coming from her perspective. Maybe she's me. <laughs> well, that is it for the podcast today. Again, this is a shout out to you who are listening in your car, in your kitchen, uh, in your bathroom, hiding from your children. <laughs> to share the podcast with your circle of humans so that we can grow. And I would also love um, for more people to write. We have a lot of writing opportunities and a lot of really fun prompts coming up. You can find the prompts along with the episodes as well at the tailendpodcast.podbean.com. And that is the landing page for this podcast. Again, thank you so much for your support and for listening to this podcast. It's great to watch the downloads go up every week and hear so many of you with so many positive things to say. So thank you so much. I hope you guys have an awesome week and a great first week of February. And until next time, adios. Adios.